Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here to have a conversation. Yes, we are. We sure are. Let's do it. Before we get started, I have random questions for you. Okay. I actually have two that I would like to get a hot take on here. A hot take. <laughs> this is one that I thought, and y'all will be interested to, to hear his response to this, but this oh is my goodness. I a question no that I would... What's coming. That I have a lot of fun thinking about in the three seconds that I've been thinking about it. <laughs> what would a... W- <laughs> That what good, huh? <laughs> it's just a funny thought. Yeah. Uh, what would a world populated by just clones of you be like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what would a world? Can you imagine? Oh, like, oh man, <laughs> just nothing but. Yeah. It would be. What's the? What's that one statement? There's How would you ever pull one over on somebody if it's just a world full of you? <laughs> too many chiefs and not <laughs> enough Indians. <laughs> That's the statement that I would use to describe that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that'd be a mess. That would be a mess. A world that I wouldn't want to live in, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a whole lot of you. It's <laughs> a whole lot A of bunch you. of rulers with nobody to rule but themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the truth. Oh, man. Yeah, if you have a question that you would like us to ask, we d- I try to ask him something random every single week. Um, but if you have one, drop it in the comments and we will... Uh, well, that's for sure not trunk or treat candy that he just grabbed. Well, no, I just wanted to share that this absolutely is trunk or oh, treat. Oh, it is. And what we're doing is we're just sampling one piece out of every bag just to make sure that it's okay. Anything so good in there. Everything is good. Whoever you know, whoever bought this bag of candy for trunk or for trunk or treat and not for our podcast, <laughs> Sour Patch Kids, Kit Kat, Reese's, Franken Cup. I don't even know. Sounds like a that. gimmick to me. Swedish Fish, Reese's White Ghost. Whoever bought this bag of candy, you know what good candy is. Just saying. We don't know who bought it. But I've only had it. one. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You heard it here first. Y'all ready for this conversation? Yeah. It's going to be good. Let's do it. One more One more question, though. Oh, one more. Because I need to hear your opinion on this, and then I'll give mine. Do you think that aliens exist? Of course. And okay, so how would you describe <laughs> how you feel about that? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, if they do, like, are they? They're not sons of Adam, right? Was this like C.S. Lewis? I don't you know. You son of Adam. You ever listen to him? No. <laughs> I have like three of his Audible books that I haven't gotten. You never read any of them? No. Oh man, it's good stuff. Yeah, I've seen like parts of the Chronicles of Narnia, but they it's call not the humans same. son of Adam. Um. Mm, yeah. Um, interesting. I. I mean, I'm just being foolish, but. Um. Yeah, there's probably some stuff out there. You think so? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you read the Bible and these like creatures that are out there running around. If we saw one like outside of its scope of reason, heaven or whatever, the third heaven, we saw it running around. And be like, oh, that's an alien. So you would just say <laughs> spiritual beings then for aliens? Yeah, we can say basically. That. Yeah, apart from the Bible Project spiritual beings video, but fair. I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I always leave at this point. <laughs> I'm leaving room for everything. Sure. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I leave room for like it. That. And it's something that I've always had. My wife knows. I'll I'll turn on like ancient aliens sometimes when we're at home. Good stuff. This one pack is good. <laughs> That's his first one, by the way. Mm-hmm. In like the last five minutes. <laughs> But I'll turn it on, and it's just a guilty pleasure of mine because I just like some of it's so nonsensical. I just love to laugh at it, but it's also like really intriguing. Yeah. So I mean, I here's know, my it's thing. fun. All the little cliche one-liners that like 
you know we've been told to digest in the past about debunking all that stuff right i just don't buy buy half of those if any anymore no. so it's an example like, of yeah, one of those sure. eve is the mother of all living therefore there are no aliens oh well that's really dumb that's literally the, <laughs> the argument let me tell you something son <laughs> that's literally what i was told but i'm like okay there's a lot of things that eve isn't the mother of but I the bible e. says like exist. animals <laughs> <laughs> yes. all animals and plant life she is not the mother of we just debunked it right there oh man My yeah that's gosh. it so, so yeah. yeah if you've ever used that as an excuse to say that aliens don't exist you're wrong yeah have fun listening i'm just gonna be neutral on that one <laughs> right there mm. so Segwaying into uh, greener pastures here, mm-hmm. not green people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Those things are so good. They are good. They're sour, sweet, and then they're gone, just like children. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good one. Right? <laughs> good one. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We're talking about your message today. That's what we're talking about. I already we're gonna forgot. We're going to have a conversation. Yep. We're going to circle the wagons today. Why? Because his message is titled Circle, circle the Wagons. the wagons. And we're talking about part one because this is going to be a part two thing. Mm-hmm. Part one and two thing. So we're talking about, man, you really hit people in their pockets this week. I did. So we're talking about your money. Well, I mean, when I wrote the talking message. Talking about God's money. <laughs> when <laughs> I wrote the, it's, it was a busy week, right? When I wrote the message on Saturday night. Right. But um, at some point, you know, I'd done a lot of research in the commentaries, and I thought, maybe I'll just blaze through chapter 16 and just give a lot of anecdotal advice, which is kind of what it is, mm-hmm. when I consider that Paul is just, you know, the idea of circling the wagons. He's, he's tying up these loose ends, if you will. Not that they're, like, super loose, but I think for, like, the reader, for the church, you know, you're kind of getting hammered with all of these different things, and then... You know, he's going to close the letter out and, you know, he gives some really good direction here. He talks about uh, what he's all about, what he's doing, what what is what his project is, which is this collection. And then he talks about the church leadership. You know, he Mm -hmm. has some some words about Apollos and Timothy, Timotheus, whatever. Um, And then he brags on one specific family and then he gives like this charge at the end. And it's all really good. So I thought maybe I'll just get through all of it in one service and just like kind of systematically walk through that advice and not really expound too much. And man, when 9 a.m. hit and I did the the first service, I spent the whole hour on the first section, ah. which is really only four verses. So Yeah, I was I knew yeah. something was up when I saw that you had landed so early on Sunday. Yeah, mm. it wasn't that early. It was early. No, so really. You're never done before 1230. That's not true. Never. Has he ever been done before? Yes, I have been done before. We'll let the people speak. I have absolutely <laughs> been done before 1230. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely was was tying things up by 1220, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this discussion. Yeah, man. First Corinthians chapter 16, mm-hmm. your message circling the wagons. So this is, by the way, still, I mean, even though there was a cutaway, this is still the same bag of Sour Patch Kids I've been working on. Since for sure. The, since the beginning of this episode. Absolutely. There's no thieving going on here. None. It's yeah. testing. It's called testing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of similar to Old Testament giving where they would bring the first fruits of their crops and the priesthood would eat it. That's right. It's the same thing. Paul would support. Um, and we'll see that in verses one through four here. Um <laughs> <laughs> I 
fucking keep straight face. <laughs> Which this is very applicable. These candies are very applicable to today's lesson. It's true. We're using them as an object lesson. This, this is the is Levitical priest offering. Right exactly. Here. In the form of <laughs> <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. It's We've good. come a long way, baby. Yeah. Yes, we have. Come on. Man. I dig it. We live off this stuff. Just so you know, your trick-or-treat donations sustain <laughs> us day by day. All that candy. Yep. No, but I'm just kidding. So for McDonald's. <laughs> so for the the beginning of this, or really your whole message, you kind of talked about just Paul's little project and and his yeah the gifts that he was collecting and how that correlates to um hmm. <laughs> my brain's not working today, y'all. It's later just, in just the how day. that correlates it's to us and how day. we view life. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so, really, your whole your whole message was kind of about giving and the implications of that, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was cool um, because it's really not. Uh, you said it in the message. You know, I'm only talking about money today because we talk about money when the Bible talks about money. Sure. And this is one of those chapters, yeah. and it's just an interesting. I think it's a a much more helpful thing to talk about when it comes to giving than the stereotypical. You know, uh, Malachi chapter three. You've robbed God with your tithes and offerings. You know what I mean. I feel like it's much more practical. Well, I think I've heard some say that, and and once again, I'm not nitpicking here, but um, I didn't I didn't plan this whole message to be about the first four four verses. You know, it's just that's how it happened, and uh, <laughs> and at some <laughs> point, I could have done an extensive you know sermon research on you know New Testament giving and yeah how it relates and correlates. That wasn't the that wasn't my intention. So I am just approaching this as Paul approached it here at the tail end of this letter. And but it was an easy, you know, it's it's an easy topic to preach on and there's tons of material just in four verses. It's um, true. So but I would say this like thinking of of you know Malachi chapter three and how we talk about, you know, can a man, shall a man rob God or whatever? Wherein have you robbed me in tithes and offerings? Mm-hmm. Um I think that I've heard that preached many a time out of context. Yep. And Every time, um, yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and applied to New Testament believers uh, stealing from God, and and I think if my memory serves me right, and I haven't got this, I didn't do a study on that for this week, but it was really a message to the priests, you know, and how they were, you know, essentially robbing the Lord and and misappropriating in those offerings. If if my memory serves serves me correct, and I could be wrong, yeah, correct well, me I, if I'm wrong, but. Well, it's just interesting, and I've heard, you know, I'm not going to say any names of the person that I've heard this preached from multiple times where we used to go to church at, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's always, you know, the, the the exegesis in this passage is like, well, the vine is your family, and, you know, so basically if you give, you know, it's like a hedge of protection around your family if you're tithing, and then your offering is anything above your 10% as an act of worship, but 10% is your obligation, and that keeps your family safe, and I feel like, like, I'm... You know, I think that giving above and beyond the 10% mark is great. And, you know, if you're able to, you should. Um, but at the same time, like, I think the whole mentality produced when you look at this passage that way is it's like a mob. Like, to me, I've always thought it was like a mob payment. Mm. You know, you pay the mob boss so your family can be safe. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? And I just yeah. feel like that really That's gives it. it gives the wrong idea. And nowhere in the New Testament is the the concept of the tithe actually, like, really brought in as like a practice well you know i think what I mean? it's mentioned one i time. mean radical giving yes but like in the principle of like you give 10 percent and then more you know what i mean it's just not well i think he talks about tithing off of the mint and things that the pharisees do 
Right. Jesus yeah. spoke to, spoke to it specifically about how the Pharisees give, but which is interesting, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I would say this: it's <laughs> it's you know, if you look at every offering that was given and that was brought in, it was not ten percent. It was more like twenty seven percent. If you add up all of the the Old Testament giving, mm-hmm. so if we were to take an Old Testament principle of first fruits and add up all of those offerings and things that were given, it, w- it would be well above 10%. Of course. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it's just all I'm, all I'm saying here is it's not a direct correlation. We can't draw that direct line. Right. It's not a one for one thing. I think that it's, it's, it's a, I think that if you're thinking about maybe a model to give, then you it's can, a great place to start. It's a good place to start. Right. It's like a well, you know, with it, but it's different. It's apples and oranges to me because you have a. I can see that. I always call it a temple tax. That's yeah. the word that I use for it because it was yeah. what you paid to basically uphold society. Right. You know, and yeah, yeah it was a gift to the Lord, yeah, but it was also that. a theocracy. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's yeah, a it was totally different. Right. That, totally that different. Was, that was the government. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you have like rugged like tax payments, and then in the New Testament you have radical generosity. Right. Two very different things. I, I, exactly and in in the new testament like the heart is more of the concern rather than the contribution it is the concern right yeah yeah it is the concern and that is abundantly clear mm-hmm. you know over and over you know through paul's letters he talks about it in corinthians giving from the heart you mm-hmm. know and and even in this so, so anyway let's talk, dive into this yeah, real quick and talking about four it verses from this perspective of how paul approaches new testament giving yeah I, you know, and once again, I didn't really set out to spend a whole message on this, and that's why there's not a ton of information in the program that reflects that. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of pulling from the biography that I read on on Paul on Paul from N.T. Wright. I never finished that. I feel oh, bad. Man. I feel it's, like I should finish you it. You should go back and finish it. It was really yeah. good. It's, I mean, it, honestly, it's been a while. It's been a long time since I've finished it. Um, but just kind of pulling from my memory bank on, that was pretty much Paul's big thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we talk about like, for me, it's like planting 20 churches. You yeah. know, if we, if we get in the, in the weeds enough about Bethlehem and my vision and my plan for like our area, our community and what we're going to do, there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about even in the next six months of our church's history of where we're headed in that trajectory. But it's all ultimately like leading to this thing of planting more churches. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to look at Paul and Paul's model, my takeaway from, you know, N.T. Wright's book is like if you were to talk about his ministry, a big part of his ministry was this offering, was yeah. was this collection. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like when we think about collecting an offering, it doesn't like it's a whatever thing. But if if Paul is going to churches across the Roman Empire and collecting hard cash or coins, rather, yeah. I guess, you know, and then Think taking it back to Jerusalem, the logistics of it, and I mean, just the the sheer danger of the sheer danger of transporting that amount of money. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. This this type of endeavor, and so uh, that endeavor. My point Sunday was that you know there were I think there's five like parallel passages that talk about this specific offering as it yeah. relates to different churches. But I mean, even right here in the text, he talks about how he in verse number one. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as it ge- as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. So, you know, he even talks about it here in this, you know, in verse number one about how this is something that other churches are involved in. So I, I think that, you know, my point in this is that Paul's a, a huge part of Paul's ministry was the collection was yeah. this offering 
that was to be given to care for the church at Jerusalem and those Jews specifically. Collections. Yeah. What a sore topic for me at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's funny. You want to tell everybody what you did? No. You should. Wait, what? Oh, I thought you were talking about the money that you just lost. Oh, no, no, no. Not that. I'm just talking about the Webflow collections. Oh, that's funny. I hate that crap. Man, you've had a couple of... uh, couple of doozies today that are wearing you down. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Poor you thing. Know. Y'all pray for Pastor I'm going Cody. to Texas Roadhouse later. So. <laughs> are you really? Oh, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I'll send it. Yep. I'm going to send it. Yeehaw. Tell them it's your birthday. <laughs> I I hate the attention that comes with that. Like, I don't even... <laughs> even if they gave me something for free, I'm like, please go <laughs> away. Right. Yeah, right. You'd still do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, They're like, you come in here every and every time it's your... <laughs> the John Cooper in me wants to be like, that's right. Give John. me that free... Give me that free food. Well, they don't even give you anything. They're just yeah. like, here, sit on this. I thought like, it was a dessert. No? No, not there. They're just like, hey, sit on this no. very unstable saddle and wear this hat. And let's clap for you in front so of So many everybody. things I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving so on from that. My yeah. point is, is our perspective of Paul, you know, when we think about it, a lot of times in church, it's, oh, he was just a church planner. You know, it's like, no. Not so. He had projects and, you know, things that he was trying mm-hmm. to accomplish. And this was one of them. A huge part of Paul's ministry was this collection. And so uh, we have to consider the overall context of this book. And what I've seen is that unity is huge. You Mm -hmm. know, it is like he's pushing unity so much. It's, you know, you guys are trying to lean into your giftings or your rhetoric or what you think is important. But really, you're you're doing nothing but dividing the church, even in your giftings. it, It shouldn't be that way. Even in your... Uh, loyalties to who you think is is the person that's leading you in your faith right it's it's just over and over paul is trying to give this this picture of what the church of god looks like and how it's this unified body yeah so uh this is a part of circling the wagons he's saying all of my teaching all of of what this letter is carrying um, it, cul- it culminates to this part where it you are going to contribute to this collection. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like he's beat around the bush for like 15 chapters and, and he's lands like, it. oh, by the way, the reason I'm writing to you. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Is we need money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not we need, it's they need. Right. Exactly. And, and that's where, um, you know, you that's can, the dividing line. That's right the there. dividing line. And, and how, you know, how is there a better way? to show unity in the church than them giving their financial wherewithal, right? You know what I mean? Them sacrificially um, contributing to these brothers and sisters that were not like and are not like them, right? but are them in the body of Christ, you know? So and it's, I think it's when amazing you, thing. Yeah, and I think when you really boil it down, like, that's what it is. The, yeah, the right. power of the gospel is is bridging that economic gap where the those who have are giving to those who have not. Yeah. And one of the pitfalls for us culturally, I think, as um, at least as conservatives, when we talk about the dangers of wealth distribution on a government level yeah, or redistribution, should I say, you know, people will look at this and say, oh, well, Paul wasn't, you know, against wealth redistribution. And it's like, well, no, but it's different. You know what I well, mean? I say it often. You know, I'm a socialist in the church, right? But I'm a conservative in my pol- in my politics. Yeah. You know, I believe in a conservative government. You know, in that mm-hmm. regard, not not huge, but I I huge. believe that the if the church, you know, if if the church was working the way the church should work, then the government 
hopefully would be put out of a job as a job as it right. pertains to those things. <laughs> oh, they'll be put out of a job eventually. Well, but think about it. You know, they're allowed their overreach and they're allowed their because there's a need because there's a need. And if there wasn't a need, there'd be no overreach. And, you know, and I know that some will disagree with this, but they the government leverages that need to continue to put themselves in power. Oh, for sure. And so that's that's always something. Right. And so. The church that one's for you, Harry Logan, <laughs> calling you out. But the church is doing the opposite here. The church is saying, what we have, we're not going to leverage against them. We're going to take what we have and we're going to give it away to them because they need it. And we're going to ask for nothing in return. And what that's going to produce is love. That's going to produce love across the board. And we're going to see that in, you know, as, as this in circles and, and as Paul kind of draws to a conclusion here. Um, it's the opposite of how our government works. Right. It's it is. the opposite. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because the heart is the concern. That's right. And and so I saw, you know, I saw an opportunity here as talking about this collection. And, and I, I want you to understand that this isn't an apples for apples comparison. I think it's better. I think it's a mm-hmm. better comparison than Malachi chapter three. But I'll say this. It is a specific offering. So it is yeah. a special offering. For sure. And, and what I'm saying is not like, you know... Um, this is something that we're doing here in our church or that that's what your weekly giving looks like. No, but there are principles that are, um, you know, facilitating and fueling this collection and this offering and how they're doing it that do apply mm-hmm. and that are, you know, connected with what we're doing today. And so that, that was the point of the message is let's connect uh, some of the biblical principles that are fueling Paul's uh, you know, project here for the collection for the saints, and then let's apply them today. May- maybe it, it can help us. Maybe it can help right. us be uh, better givers, you know, and facilitators of the gospel. I agree. And I think that's one of the perks of, you know, you have, you know, taking a hyper literal approach to scripture where mm-hmm. everything is, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but everything is like a, this is for you. I'm like, well, no, Paul isn't writing this for us, but when we interpret this in context and say, oh, well, okay, well, how can, the, how can these principles affect how we live and give in the church today? Then I think we're really getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It was a help to me, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of seeing, you know, the, the progression here and what he was calling them to do. I was like, yeah, this, this, is, um, this is so very helpful. Yeah. If I were Paul, I'd be like, okay, does anybody I will pay somebody to take this for me because I know I'm going to get mugged. <laughs> right. Right. Well, because that's just my luck. I would have totally got taken for everything on, yeah. you know. Well, even says it when I come whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, uh them will I send to bring you uh uh this is different than this. obviously I'm reading from the old King James here. Uh, <laughs> bring your l- liberality uh what verse into Jerusalem verse 3. And if it is meet that I go also, they shall go with me. So he's talking about the help that they're going to provide. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, obviously he's going to need help. This is going to be a crazy big offering. Yeah. You know, what what they're doing, and it's it's pretty awesome. But who, would, who, who in our church would you take with you if you had to? I just let the finance committee handle it. <laughs> Those three women, boy, they can all handle themselves. Yeah? Yeah, they'd right. crush it. Cool. Yeah, man. They'd be like the Wells Fargo carriage. The Wells Fargo. <laughs> rock solid brinks truck right there i'd be more like the oregon trail carriage oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm broken in the first scene <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but yeah i think i think it's really good so just some observations about the offering we talked about uh it was something that required trust excuse that me was my fridge 
Oh, you oh, were just the, burping. The light. I burped, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was uh, maybe the candy's not good. I should probably try it. it I think maybe it, just I one think more. It caused an injury. I'd try it just to make sure. We're just making sure it's safe, that's all. Yeah. You want one? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, but we talked about number one, it's something that required trust, you know, and, and that's a hard, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many of us that were de-churched maybe at one point in time. And I mean, good heavens, it's, it's all over the place. People are misappropriating funds yeah. and misusing funds. And I think that, you know, it's easy in the church to, and here's my point. It's easy in the church to say, there's a reason why I'm not giving what I'm supposed to do. For sure. And Paul is saying, stop looking for a reason to not and just trust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the the burden of proof is not on you. It's on the church leadership. And that was number four. It was something that the church leadership planned and made provision for the distribution. Yep. So uh, this is something that I've seen over and over again, that when church leadership misuses funds, like the Lord gets the last laugh. You know, he like does. it is just it is over and over and over again. Um, where the Lord takes care of, of those. You know, he chastises those, you know, mm-hmm. whom are his. Yep. <laughs> or who are not and who Ananias are Ananias and Sapphira. <laughs> Woo, that's a big Heavy. one. Yep. Yeah, but I, I just think that we we excuse ourselves from the scenario of trust, and then we miss an opportunity. Mm-hmm. We miss an opportunity to be a part of something that is bringing about the kingdom of God in this world. And so uh, it, it's the same reason why I don't like preaching about money. You yeah, know, because it's people, awkward. Yeah, well, people question motives, but in mm-hmm. the same, in the same regard, if I don't motivate you and preach scripture and are, and are faithful to it, then uh, you're I'm missing an opportunity to give you a blessing for you to say I'm going to act in faith and I'm going to trust because when you act in faith and you trust the Lord with your finances, the Lord blesses. He does. It's a biblical principle, not in a mob boss kind of way where oh. you pay for your protection, but just that He rewards those who are diligent and faithful to him, yeah. you know, like that's, it's as simple as that. Um, yeah. And I think that it's so if, if, especially if you're already kind of on the fence, if you're in a mindset where like, well, I would give, but you know, I don't like this or I would give, but fill in the blank. You yeah. know, it's very easy to find a reason not to, right. You know, especially, you know, if you're giving sacrificially, which I think is the, you know, you have it right here in number three, it was not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. Right. You know, whether you were, you know, economically poor or wealthy, like everybody was expected to give sacrificially within their own means, whatever that looked like. Yeah. Right here in the text with the King James, it says, as God hath prospered him, Mm -hmm. Paul's saying on the first day of the week. So this is an offering that took place at church on Sunday. Yeah. And he's saying, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. And so uh, this really gets to the heart of the, the message I was talking about this idea of a partnership. And if we looked at, if the church really looked at what what they did during the week as a partnership with the Lord to lay aside for the work of God. And that's where this does correlate. You know, what Bethlehem is doing is a gospel ministry, a gospel work. You know, we've had, what it, what is it, 21 people follow the Lord and believers baptism this year. Mm-hmm. So everything that Bethlehem has done has contributed to that. And so, you know, it, it's a big deal when you think about when you put money in the plate and you contribute towards the work here, um, you know, you're, you're contributing towards that gospel work. And so the more money you put in, mm-hmm. the bigger the work, right, the more gospel impact. And so if, I mean, just think about it. If the Lord, you know, is waiting for us to partner with him, then how much y- you have to reverse engineer that and think, 
How many of us are not living in faith? We're not living in trust. So therefore, we're not living to our potential mm-hmm. in that partnership. Yeah. We're not living to that place where the Lord says, man, I want to pour out my blessings. I want, and this isn't prosperity gospel in the sense that, you know, give so you get. Not at all. But the point is, is if the end goal in mind is more people coming to Jesus, and that's the goal, not me getting rich, more people coming to Jesus, then why would the Lord not enlarge your coast? Why would the Lord not enlarge your your business? Why would you not partner with God? If you're a Christian and you are self-employed or you're entrepreneurial and you haven't partnered with God in your business, it's a huge miss. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where I don't talk about it much, but you know, I, I'm also a business owner, not just a pastor, you know, and that's just something that my wife and I decided to do. I mean, it's just if the Lord blesses us on this end, then the church will be blessed. You know, it is it is a part. It's a lifestyle. And so uh, I think and I know just from this passage here with Paul having the same as the, the Lord hath prospered, um, we, sh- we should not separate the two. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think we do. I think we separate our successes and, you know, that's ours. And we throw a, you know, it's like every cliche country song. You know, you go to church and you throw a 20 in the plate on Sunday, I you know. know. And it's just, it's a very different, you know, Paul is saying, because God has prospered you, you should give to God's people. It's a pretty, yeah. pretty simple correlation in Paul's mind, yeah. it seems. Well, in the book of Romans, it says, talking about this offering, you know, you received the faith because of these Jewish brothers mm-hmm. and brothers and sisters, rather. And, you know, it's reasonable for you to take care of them physically because of what you receive spiritually. Right. So, you know, this this is just a it speaks to a larger problem in our culture that we are blessing people instead of partnering with God for God to bless people. Right. And and it's a huge problem. It's a huge misconception. And I think preaching 10 percent also is a problem mm-hmm. because that is a lack of partnership that is you doing your thing you doing your part and then right you know the mafia lets the you rest, keep your store yeah the rest is yours yeah it, it's just and and for those of you that say oh no you're discouraging people to tithe most most people i know that actually tithe give more mm-hmm. so if you check your own heart which there are good brothers and sisters that believe in tithing i'm not robbing you from that see what i did there uh I'm not. I'm not robbing you. You need to get another cup of coffee. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, hey. <laughs> Cody's have sleep over here. I'm not robbing you from that blessing, but I'm here to just point out that when you say I tithe and I give to Faith Promise and I give to a building fund and I, you're actually doing a lot more than that. You're doing a lot. A lot. And really, like you said, and like what Paul said, like the bottom line is all of us. Like, yeah, we all were reached with the gospel because of. Uh, because of the work of, of Jesus and his gospel, but a dollar was behind that. Like somebody gave so that, you know, your church, this church could keep its lights on or this podcast can happen or the sermon and, and fill in the blank. You know, all of these things are funded and to separate the work of God from the, the financing of the work of God, I think is a conceptual mistake. Not that he needs our money, but it's very obvious that he uses our money. Yep. You know, our money is used to reach people. And when we look at giving, through the lens of, well, if I give X amount of dollars this year, how many people will hear about Jesus or how many people will be impacted by like the trunk or treat event that's coming up? How many families are going to be impacted by that or blessed or added to our church and thus Mm -hmm. spiritually awakened because of that? That's right. You know, and it's not, you know, you're not just buying candy, right? 
Like it, that's not it's not what's happening. You're investing in somebody else's eternity. That's right. We're and that's what giving's all about. Yeah. We're trying to connect that. Right. We're connecting dots. Hey. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm just trying to erase that misconception of something that will. Uh, here's here's what I also don't want. I don't want this to be, you know, where you have no faith in it, where it's just like this is what this is just what I do. I get a hundred bucks. I give ten. Boom. There's no heart in that. I'm off the hook now. Right. There, well, there's no heart in that. You know, I want so this give to twenty be instead. <laughs> no, I think your heart will be enough. <laughs> <laughs> we we want you to engage in a relationship with God. We want you to pray in the Holy Spirit and find out is this what he has for you? Yep. You know, it's it's so much more than that and uh that's what I'm after. And this collection for Paul to address it here in the closing remarks mm-hmm. uh and as and he circles the wagons. Yeah, and he talks about that and he talks about his travel itinerary. As he circles the Wells Fargo wagons. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just important for us to see these principles that that Paul leaves for us in our giving, and so if you haven't listened to the message, go back listen to it. Well, I apologize; the audio is a little weird. Uh, on it's a little tinny, a but little it's still tinny. good. We're we're working through some stuff. Yeah, um, but it, it it's just it's an important reminder that God is looking for a partnership with you. And I just think too, it's like when I have these these messages and these things that you know when we when we, when we talk about that. I'm I'm a visioneer. I think about no way. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I think about what could we do? What could we do if mm-hmm. if everyone in our church, if 50%, if half of our church were to just partner with the Lord in yep. this area of their lives. And I think a lot of you <laughs> would be shocked at just how far we stretch the money that does come in. You would be. And yeah. the finance committee knows that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very frugal and, you know, we, every penny is accounted for, mm-hmm. um, which is why there's a clear conscience. And when we say, hey, the leadership, you know, uh, pursues these plans and we do it with frugality and, and oversight and all of that, you know, so right, we, right. we can say these things with confidence. Yeah. Um, which is why we're saying, hey, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Get involved. Don't let past hurt. Don't let past bad experiences affect your faith future because you are you're cutting excuse me you're cutting yourself off that pack gives you di- i don't di- think this one's good either i better try, <laughs> better try one more. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm i'm just trying to say to you look you know from a biblical perspective you know you're missing a blessing mm-hmm. you know and so don't let that keep you from the collection as the lord hath prospered you paul says uh let him lay in store so um Wherever you are in this, you know, challenge the Lord in that regard, in the partnership. And I promise he's always going to come through. He's always going to bless you with with more. And we're not talking monetarily. It do be like that. It do be like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to next week. Yeah. It's going to be good. We'll talk a little bit more about the leadership. Yep. About mm. some of the things that, uh, yeah, about some of the things that Paul talks about with apollos and timothy and and then just a really energetic closing here about some of the things that he says verse 13 on uh and i would say verse 13 to verse 18 some really good stuff we we've got i've got four actionable items that paul leaves you with and all of them are, are just he does hit absolute. it pretty hard yeah in closing they're excellent and if you want to if you want to get ahead this is the same outline that we'll have next week yeah it's already really just getting the uh, yeah yeah, if you go on the program, next week's sermon is there because it's the same sermon. It was just too much information. Yep, BethlehemChurch.cc slash program. And those notes are hyperlinked in this post. And so is the message. 
That's right. God bless you. Thank you for joining us yep. for this conversation. And uh, hey, we love you. We love you. Thank you for hanging out. Peace. Peace.